My name is L. My name is A, and this is episode two of our podcast about Chinese entertainment and related matters. <laughs> Yay! So watch episode one and watch us fail. I'm just kidding. We um, didn't do too bad, I don't think. I think it was no, we didn't. It it was a good start, I think. Um, yeah. working podcast. But how's it going? How are you doing today? I'm not the best.、Uh, I'm having like massive PMS. Is PMS even the right word? Because I, th- I mean, I think PMS is like for after your period. But basically, is it, pre? I, is it pre or post? I can't. I never know the difference. But you know, honestly, like three three weeks out of four every month is a struggle, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I had like really bad pre cramps, like pre. Menstrual cramps last week, and then this week I have regular cramps with bleeding and everything. And I also have developed this like so. My friend a few、uh, months ago was telling me about so like she gets a cough like the week before she gets her period,、mm-hmm. like just this weird out of nowhere、What? cough. Yeah, period cough. And so like、uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's so strange. And then last month I got period cough in the first two days of my period. And then yesterday was the first day of my period. I also got period cough. Although luckily it's gone today, I was actually really scared yesterday. I was like, "What if I'm still coughing tomorrow? Like just hacking everywhere while we're recording the podcast?" That's crazy. I've never heard of period cough. I mean, the only thing is I break out and I have boob aches, but I've never heard about somebody coughing. Yeah,、it's、it's weird, right? I don't know, but it's a thing that has happened to me twice in a row now, and has happened to my friend lots of times. So I'm assuming it's a real thing.、Um, it's not pleasant. That's weird. What do you do when you get cramps? What do you What do you do? What do you take?、Um, so I actually、uh, do like the Chinese medicine thing, and so then I、uh, take these pills. Like they're like mother word pills, I think. It's called yi mu chao or something. Hmm. Yi mu chao. Yeah. And you, <laughs> I don't understand Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then afterwards, I I take those um, wu ji, bai feng. One yuan. It's like the chicken, the chicken, so whatever. Asian. I'm really Asian.、Um, <laughs> That's crazy. I've never even heard of these things. Yeah, but I don't do.、Um, so I've done like some of the other stuff before, like the like drinking the red date water or eating like the raisin mm, rice mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. But overall, like I can't do that much of that stuff because then、um, it's like my body reacts poorly to. Things that are too,、um, what is the word for that? Like sugary. No, it's like when it's you know how your body is like either hot or like cold or whatever. Yeah, yeah you, you talked about this a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like when you're when you're、um, on your period, you're supposed to be like colder. But uh-huh, then uh-huh. I don't react well to things that are supposed to fix the coldness because then it just kind of triggers the heat in my body. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. You know, you're the first person that's talked so much about like. Chinese medicine and like that stuff with your body, like to me, like the first、really? person to talk to me about <laughs> all of that stuff in such depth. I think it's really funny. I don't know. I'm just so American in this way, where I take Advil and I'm good. Well, okay, that's the thing, though. Um, sometimes like painkillers don't work for me. So yeah, I think Tylenol doesn't work for me anymore. I used to take Tylenol like when it got really bad. Um, sometimes I take Midol, but I feel like it sometimes like it sometimes works and sometimes doesn't work. So, yeah.、Oh, wow. Do you have any? Do you have any good home remedies for period? Honestly, no. Like I literally, like I said, I take 
Advil and I'm pretty good and then sometimes I just let it weed out because I don't have because I know people who have serious seriously bad cramps and like they can't leave the bed or they get nauseous and it's like that's kind of really sucks you know because like really for me it goes for a day and I'm done mm-hmm. so I don't really have but I, my mom always says to like drink warm water or have warm packs on your stomach and mm-hmm. kind of just like lie there mm-hmm. or um, ginger teas are really good for you but yeah, apparently I feel like that, that whole drinking tea and having herbal medicine thing is a very Asian tradition versus in Western culture. It's just like, pop a pill, you're good. <laughs> but sometimes the pill doesn't work and that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. That's when they turn into, when they turn to like more traditional forms of medication. Like yeah. Asian medication. Yeah. But that's enough yeah. about my uterus. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um. I'm going just taking my day off and watching. I mean, okay, so I came across this thing on Tumblr today mm-hmm. or the other day about a band called A Crush, and they're they're mm-hmm. basically five at first glance they're five male, good looking young boys in a group. Hip young, and fresh you young their things. Bio, huh? Hip young, fresh young things. Fresh, 小鲜肉，小鲜肉，that's the word. <laughs> Um, yeah, but then you look at the bio and it's like, apparently they're all girls. Mm. So they're, you know, they're, um, I guess, market is a jogginous band, you know, mm-hmm. kind of non-binary, uh, how would you call it in Chinese? It'd be like, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So it's like five liutas put together. <laughs> That's interesting because... Okay, well, I have two thoughts about this. First is that that whole, um, the androgynous concept was really more popular in, like, the early 2000s, right? Like, with... When Li Yuxin came out, when, like, yeah. Li Yuxin and Zhou Bi Tang and yeah, those yeah, people yeah. came out from Supergirl, actually. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, I, I think it's interesting that there's, less, there's apparently a resurgence in this. But the other thing was, I remember there was another group with this concept from, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from Taiwan, called yeah. Mr. M-I-S-S-T-E-R. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what happened to them. <laughs> they kind of died. They would, they died six years ago, I think, last I heard. Oh, they had, trash. what, two songs or something? Out? I don't know. I never, I never really got into them. I don't remember no. why, but I just remember not really liking their songs. Because I remember thinking, oh, that's a really cool concept, and I thought it was really, like, I don't know, like, uh, what is... I don't know how I'm trying to describe this, but like it's a really interesting concept, and like I like the gender nonconformativity of it, and like mm-hmm. the challenging social boundaries. I thought it was interesting if they could sing in a lower register, but for some reason, I just never was able to get into them. And I guess now there's no real opportunity to. No, but now you have a crutch, and we'll kind of see how far they go as well. I don't know. I mean, I feel like China at the state it is right now. I don't know if they're gonna be like mainstream popular mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i i see that they have a following i see that they have a fan base but i mean no that's not true i mean if they like leads when i feel like they might like them but i feel like it's it's gonna be a hard sell because it's if they go on shows and go they go on you know things like that it's like how did they go around the the topic of you know, their sexuality or mm-hmm. who they are or what they represent, you know? Like, they could be which is, there's a lot of that, but 
if you actually go, I watched some of the clips and some of their interviews or some of the, the way they act and stuff, they're very, you know, they're very boyish, they're very, you know, maybe they're lesbian, maybe they're bisexual, but how do you go around that or how do you, you know, show that in a way that it's accepting to the Chinese public? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's going to be so many things that they probably can't do or say in front of, like, live TV or... um I, you know, going on Happy Camp, how are they gonna, you know, say anything or it's such a sensitive topic, I still, I feel like. Well, I think that probably Yu Chun still has the same problem, right? Like, but yeah, but I feel like she's so big enough that people are still seeing her as this superstar, you know, but for them, as someone who's coming out and as like an idol pop group, mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder. Yeah. They're not gonna go on Happy Camp. Well, one because they're, I don't they have they have that big of a fan base yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, so how is it that you saw them on Tumblr? Because I feel like in order for Chinese acts to like have people post about them on Tumblr, they st- they have to have some sort of like a pretty solid following, or just that one, I guess, one fangirl fanboy to do it. But like. I feel like it's like that because I haven't heard of them at all. You know, but the thing is, Tumblr is that place where, like, really, like, any group, any fanboy, fangirl is gonna find some group and it's gonna build. Yeah. Tumblr is that place. Yeah. The place that is not is, you know, Weibo and Sina and, like, the big news, newsworthy. Right? Yeah, but I'm just wondering, like, what is the context? Like, was there an article about them, or was it like photos or their no, video? No, they were. There was like a fan, like a fan thing. Just a fan. Like, I'm waiting for this fan to come out, or I can't really? wait for these people to come out. You know why? Because they've also they've also had that marketing thing where they slowly began to give out like news about these people, like this. Oh, the K-pop teaser yeah, model debut, huh? Is it the K-pop teaser model? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah that's what it is. Because also the videos like show their dorm life and their practicing life, their, mm-hmm. you know, rehearsals and things like that. So it's, yeah, it's basically K-pop trailer type deal. That's why they are have they, a following. Are they good? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is good? You know, we don't want to get squashed. But... <laughs> Um, not my cup of tea. Obviously, mm-hmm. there are other people's cup of teas, but mm. it is what it is. I mean, I just feel like at this point, China's not ready for them. Like the the young kids are, the Jolin Ho, the yeah. Lin Lin Ho, maybe are, but they're never gonna go around the topic of saying, "Oh, this person is gay." They probably have a girlfriend, or you know what I mean. Like not in the U.S. The U.S. If you're gay, you're gay, you, and you're still gonna have a following. Yeah, but I mean, I think the success of people like Li Yuchun and... Oh, sorry, I totally butchered her name. I can't... <laughs> yeah, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Li Yuchun and then um, um, Zhou Bichang. It's like... Because they... Everyone has like a, a, a process before they get famous, right? And I, I remember that when... Um, Right, like during their season of Supergirl, I'm sh- like I, I, I mean, I don't remember, remember, but I think they also had to deal with a lot of the like questions about their sexuality and gender, com- like you know, or expression, gender expression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like the fact that they were able to 
get past that and succeed. Um, because I think that the Chinese market is a lot more willing to accept androgyny as long as they're they're not explicit about sexuality. I think they're willing gender. to accept androgyny, still thinking that okay, this person's gonna get married and have children. Yeah. How? Because he looks like a boy. You know, that's the question. Like they're still yeah. gonna think you're so you see a handsome. What kind of guys do you like? Neither nonsense to say. They're still gonna ask those yeah. questions. They're yeah. never gonna be like yeah. so neither nuisance to say. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. never gonna cross yeah. that line. They're gonna accept the fact that she is a Zhongshu Nisen, but they're not gonna never gonna affect um accept the fact that she's probably gonna end up with a girl. Yeah, I mean I, I would agree that right now China is not at that point yet, but I think that in terms of whether or not this girl group, boy group gender non-conforming group can succeed um i i actually would think that like you know they have a pretty good shot and like it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world because given the success of tf boys which i don't understand (sighs) honestly i mean nothing against them they all seem like lovely children but they are literally children exactly and And okay the fine thing is if you're a tf boy fan and you're like this 12 10 year old girl okay oh that's really cute but if you're like our age and you're fanboying over TF boys, that's a, there's an issue there. It's just awkward, I feel like, because it, it just gets creepy. It, gets it does get creepy. creepy. Like, I can never say that any one from TF boys is, oh my god, he's so hot. Like It's because they're like five years old. Oh, he's a child. Like He's cute, but he's a child. There's nothing attractive there. Like I like men. Yeah, and so yeah, stranger things have happened is what I mean. Yeah, so I, I guess. Don't... I mean, we'll keep a lookout. We'll yeah. keep updated. But it's interesting. I just think it's interesting and that, you know, we'll see how it works out, basically. Yeah. Well, on the subject of things that we saw on Tumblr, uh, actually, I guess not really on that subject, but I was updating our Tumblr uh, last week for our last episode, and I was putting in the links for... Um, and so I was watching. I ended up watching some clips. And first, I found out that Zhou Yi Zhou Yi Xuan from Unique is from there Unique? on that show. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. Which I thought was weird, but I guess makes sense because Unique hasn't been promoting in like a really long time, and I guess he's got to find some way to make himself relevant. <laughs> I just never liked him, to be honest. I, I know he's your him. bias of the group. I liked him because he's age-appropriate and responsible, and I'm attracted to responsibility. Oh, <laughs> That's God. My type. Responsibility is my type. Like, um, but then I think his, his the way he has presented himself in the show so far has made him not my type anymore. That doesn't sound... It doesn't seem like the nice, responsible, dependable guy anymore and more like a really posery. I'm telling you, guy. everybody in that show is posery. I think it's part of the culture of that show, and so it's kind of inevitable. But you know, it's yeah, really everybody that dresses there is probably has a stylist that has like hip hop guidelines. Bandana yeah, here, add chain here. <laughs> yeah, but okay. The second discovery I made is that MC Jin is on that show. I know. Okay, so you told me that. I'm just like, who's MC Jin? I cannot believe you. Okay, you probably know who he is. All right, so I he... probably do. I really love MC Jin, and I'm going to. I'm about to go into this really long um, spiral about MC Jin. Okay. So stop me if you have to. But I, I think okay. So first of all, MC Jin uh, was he uh, 
came up around like the early 2000s, I would say. And he was on a show called um, 106 in Park on BET.、Mm-hmm. And he、uh, did freestyle rap battles. And so、uh, he rapped against a bunch of other people.、Um, and he won all of those battles and was like, I don't know, crowned the champ, like unofficial champ. Like they basically stopped pulling him out or stopped bringing him out to battle against other people because he won so many times.、Um, mm-hmm. And after that, he signed a record deal with Rough Riders, who.、Um, Which is like a like a pretty well respected、um, music label.、Um, mm-hmm. And he put out、uh, an album, but it didn't do very well.、Um, and then after that, he was dropped from his label. He went to Hong Kong and he、uh, was he released some albums in Cantonese there and he、uh, did some acting and stuff like that. And so he's in Hong Kong for a while. And then in the past、um, maybe five years or so, he came back to the US and put out. Two new albums in English.、Um, he's a really, really good rapper. He's really self aware and societally aware. And、um, I actually really, really like his, his last album, 1459. And I would recommend that you listen to two of the songs on there. My two favorites are、um, Eat, Sleep, and Die and Money.、Mm-hmm. They're really good. And I like it. Came out during a time when I was like really like struggling, you know, like with like what I was doing with my life. And so I、Aww. felt like it like really. It meant a lot to me. Those songs meant a lot to me.、Mm-hmm. And so, like, I really like him. And I know, and it's, it's interesting because、um, something that he has said himself in interviews is that people always ask him, like, why he hasn't tried to get into the mainland Chinese market because he'd make a lot of money and he'd be really su- successful given his, like, you know, he has a lot of credibility, like street cred based on his.、Right. Yeah, and so he always said, like, because he doesn't speak Mandarin and he doesn't ever want someone else to write for him. So that's why he's never tried to enter that market. And so、mm-hmm. it's interesting that he is on this show for, because,、mm-hmm. I mean, first, that he thinks that, that he's changed his mind about that. But、mm-hmm. second, I guess he hasn't necessarily, since he did say that he's learning Chinese for this show,、mm-hmm. which I think is a really、uh, intense thing to do to learn, like, Basically, another language, and then be able、right. to like battle in that language, which I think is why he might be less impressive when you're listening to stuff he does.、Um, but yeah, he,、um, he's on that show, and it's really weird because honestly, if you're talking about the judges who we talked about last week, he is. He's like a real rapper <laughs> compared to the rest of them. And、yeah. he's like OG and has street cred. Like, when he walked out like, to do his solo stage or whatever,、mm-hmm. we found right before he was like, Yeah, he probably, he probably, his skills are better than all of us he's sitting here. And I was like, There's no probably about it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kid yourself. Yeah, which, yeah, which you told me was surprising because I did not know that whatsoever.、Um, And I was like, yeah, with all that street cred and all his background, he should be one of the judges instead of Daphne, instead of Wu Yifan. And the fact that he did his audition in front of Wu Yifan, which is super hilarious to me. After like, you telling me that, and then I went back to look at it, I was like, oh my God, he's the guy wearing the mask. Yeah. So I was like, why is this guy wearing a mask? Who do you think you are? <laughs> and then you told me that. I was like, oh, okay, I see. And then Wu Yifan is just like standing there. And he was like, this is so awkward. Like, you shouldn't, you're not qualified to judge this guy at all.、Um, He's really not. But like I said, because, from,、yeah. okay, so going back to that audition episode though,、um, mm-hmm. I did remember that guy before him, or, you know, way before him.、Mm-hmm. He auditioned with、um, MC Hot Dog and 
that other guy. I don't remember. I don't remember his name. But that one contestant, he was also speaking in English. Like his、mm-hmm. entire rap sequence was in English, and he didn't know Chinese that well. And their main argument for not letting him in was that his Chinese was not well enough, even though his rap and rhythm and flow were good.、Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, which makes sense because I get it. It's Chinese hip hop. They need to speak Chinese, and the you know the whole idea is that you're kind of.、Um, I guess telling your story, your Chinese story,、mm-hmm. to the world、mm-hmm. instead of English. So then, when it comes to this guy, and basically his rap was also ninety percent English, I was like, why would you pass this guy versus the other, right?、Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing, of course, everybody knew it was him. So they just they not that they just let him go, but they let him go,、um, which yeah, I thought I was、know. okay, fine. But I I didn't, I didn't think it was that impressive, to be honest. Yeah, it's hard.、So. I mean. For me, it's a lot harder for me to judge whether or not his rap is good because my Chinese isn't that good. Versus,、right. like when I listen to his English rap, his English rap is pretty damn good, and he's also just really good at battling. And I think that's one of the things where,、um, I mean, it's not just him, but in general, battle rappers have a lot、uh, harder of a time transitioning into kind of mainstream music because. A lot of their、uh, genius comes from responding immediately versus writing、mm-hmm. things,、right. I guess, and like you know putting them out for people to listen to over and over、yeah. again.、Um, but yeah, I would agree that like his rap in Mandarin is a lot weaker. But I think that I don't know if you watched his、um, battle round. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like、um, in the battle round, you can see where even though he doesn't have. The best grasp of like the pronunciation and language, he still thinks so fast and like reacts so quickly and puts that all in his rap. And I think also in terms of technique and stuff like that, he has the best technique because he's been doing it for like twenty years. So I don't know. I guess true, but I mean, but if you think about it, a lot of the other contestants did as well. You yeah, know, I'm、like、thinking, know. huh? Oh, because I really only watched the parts with him in it because I、okay. didn't really care、okay. about the rest. Okay. Well, if、I'm、you、sorry. watch the whole thing, I'm just saying <laughs> everybody kind of have a could pretty good grasp of you know their own language and their own style and you know freestyling, thinking on top of their head. I feel like that's a must have for you to make it to the freestyle battle round, right? Well, I did. Okay, so I'm. I did watch the solo stage episode, so I started、mm-hmm. watching from episode three, basically.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of those people cannot battle, <laughs> like they just、yeah. can't battle. Like I watched those battles, and they were、mm-hmm. like a lot of them were really, really bad.、Okay. And I'm like, no, sh- I'm not trying to shade on them or anything because I can't think fast. I'm, I'm the kind of person who someone insults me, and I think of like a good comeback like a week later. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, I, I, yeah, yeah. Same, but, but in terms of in terms of the caliber, I I would say that like there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely some really talented contestants on there. But、mm-hmm. I mean, if you're saying, in terms of sheer talent, I'm. I think that MC Jin is definitely up there with the best, like with the rest, the rest and the best of them.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually gonna be pretty damn upset if he doesn't win this competition. <laughs> I don't know about winning though. I don't know about winning、yeah. though, because okay, like again, it it is essential that you you have to speak Chinese. It is essential. That's and、true. let's be honest. It, Rapping in Chinese is—I don't know if it's a lot harder, but it's the language itself. I feel like is hard. And it is hard. Yeah, but I would argue that rapping in Cantonese is even harder. 
because yeah. Cantonese is a lot like there's a lot more tones there's a lot more slang mm-hmm. and so I think if he can do that like really all he needs to do is like beef up his pronunciation and his vocabulary mm-hmm. and I think he's gonna do fine but I yeah, mean I can ultimately see where you have to you have to have the audience understand you yeah and if we're speaking for a mainland Chinese rap show if the if the 90% public can't understand you it you're not gonna get far yeah which yeah. I, I mean which is the same for any other rapper out um on that show who doesn't really enunciate well because there's a lot there's a couple when i was listening to them and i did not understand any of their the language or what they were saying because mm-hmm. they were probably speaking too fast or they weren't enunciating yeah or there were some that actually spoke in dialect mm. like a you know like a different dialect mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i think is actually pretty cool because it sounded like it just sounded kind of cool even though i didn't really understand it but see, sometimes that's, part of the reason sometimes part of it sounding cool is the fact that you don't know what they're saying kind of but that, like I said, it's kind of also like if you're speaking in a dialect, it gives that that sense of like home and like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Xiangxia. Yeah. Like like com- community. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just I think maybe I think I'm what I got out of this is I'm probably gonna keep watching this show and so you know expect weekly. Or maybe not so weekly updates about how I'm feeling, okay. <laughs> mostly about MC Jin. <laughs> about when when he gets, we'll see when he, how far he goes. I love him so much. I just I want him to succeed. That. He's had he so was, many I'm trials glad. in his life. I did not know you were such a. You're like a low key. I don't know what is that called. Gangsta. Are you gonna call me a low key Naotan fan? <laughs> no, you're a low key gangster. You listen to rap, rap music speaks to your soul I, I i told you i sometimes listen to rap but i don't listen to a lot of rap <gasps> mc jin is your soul mate he's not my soul mate he just understands me he understands he my understand. struggle <laughs> i just want to be his friend <gasps> okay. okay my soulmate my soulmate oh i was gonna say my soulmate is jing boran but i guess it's not no it's not <laughs> tragic tragic end of that romance yeah. Oh, speaking of Jim Boran, um, Quarry Sonia ended. Oh, yeah, what happened? Episode. Are you feeling sad? It was very unclimactic. Very mm-hmm. unclimactic. Is yeah. It was kind of just like the last episode was like two days, and then they had a heart to heart talk with each other, and then the last thing was them walking to a plane. <laughs> that sounds very unclimactic. Unclimactic. Anti anticlimactic. Anticlimactic. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, it was and ended. I think you should watch it. I'm not going to. I'm never. You're going gonna to. like him even more. Yeah, that's why. That's a tragedy. I have to spare myself from that kind of pain. He was very. He was very loving in this show. Like he was that big brother that you have always wanted. Yeah, and that is why I told you my type is the responsible type. Do you think this is going to help me in any way to get over my love of Jing Boran? Because no. I don't think it will. Did I tell you that he kissed Nini in the very first episode? No. He kissed her goodbye. They were in the house together and he kissed her goodbye. I don't know why you have to stab this <laughs> deeper into my heart. It was heart. such a cute moment because it wasn't like in front of the cameras. It was like off camera, but you, like they kind of went into it and then you can see him like like lean in to yeah. somebody and obviously I mean, it was her 
Honestly, like they're really cute together. They it are? just hurts me a lot. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I mean, back to that show. I think. The way the reason you should watch is, I feel like the character development of all of these people are really clear, and I feel like they're super. Like you would want to hang out with them, because you got four guys, you got four girls, you got the four big brothers. That one is, you know, caring and lovable and is a good listener. I.e., your boyfriend. Not my boyfriend. <laughs> my boyfriend. And you got one who's like super social and. Kind of crazy and does all these adventurous things and like, like basically, someone who is like a big brother but little kid inside. But he also knows how to cook at the same time. So he's kind of like an all right, which is Yang Yongni. By the way, have you heard of him, Yang Yongni? I've watched his dramas. Yeah, um, which one? I watched Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, I have actually never heard of him to be honest with you until now. He was good in Pursuit of Happiness. He played this like you know like. This really nice, patient, artsy guy. Hmm. He was the main lead. I liked him. I liked that drama. Well, um, I think it's stretching it to say I like that drama. I enjoyed it, but I found a lot of faults in it. But I think I appreciate what it was trying to be. But it ultimately <laughs> failed to become that thing. I mean, yeah. And I feel the same way about like in time with you. But yeah, that's a story for another time. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I've never heard of him. Um, I just know that he's Gold Tiger's boyfriend. Not far. Whose boyfriend? Guo Taijie. Really? Yeah. Oh. I think they were either on and off, or now they're off, but they were. I don't know. But they used to date, anyways. Mm. But yeah, he's really cool. He he's like this great athletic guy, but he's also a cook, so he's kind of like all around, like nice guy, fun mm-hmm. to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And then you have Zhang Ruoying, which I also like. I liked his dramas. I was I've talked to you about him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zhang Ruoying. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's funny. He's kind of just there, but he's, he's not, he hasn't done anything bad or anything like that. He's kind of just there. And then Tim Bowling. You've heard Tim Bowling. I think it's really tragic that you just say that he's just kind of just there when you used to really like him. No, I like him. But his personality was kind of just there. Like he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't like a, I mean, he was um, one of the, because they had, they had three um, tour guides. Mm-hmm. tour guides and he was one of them at one point and he did a really good job like he was again like what can i say he's caring he's has good leadership he has but he's just like there's nothing that stood out to me stood out like yang yonin did mm-hmm. or um i mean jim boran was also kind of just there too but i'm just saying he like a lot Trash. of people liked him because he was that person that everybody talked to everybody mm-hmm. had a hard time they talked to jim boran everybody <laughs> you know like anybody who had something to say he was there to listen which is kind of cool mm-hmm. and then Tumbling was that one because in this in this season they had in the beginning they had two tour guides to be right like a competition mm-hmm. so they kind of chose who they wanted to be their tour guide or who mm-hmm. was gonna get like sent out on their own. Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you South mean Africa. sent out on their own? Sent out on their like by themselves like go I think it was South Africa go to South Africa by yourself. Why nobody with you? Why it's called being Liu Fang. Meaning you were left alone to die, <laughs> not to die. But, That's you know. why. That I don't know. It's just mm. scary. It's just a scary thing. And they were like, okay, well, I think Nimboran can't really survive on his own, so we're gonna send him bowling. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, poor guy. Which is true. Like if you saw what Nimboling had to do and what he went through, I don't think Nimboran had would have had it in him to do that. Like it was so sad. Um, but anyways. 
he was he was kind of like he's kind of the thing that resonates with me is that he's kind of like me where he's kind of socially awkward but at the same time he he's he like he's that big brother he's like that also that big brother but the very stern and quiet and serious big brother that's interesting because i always imagined him to be more like the dorky type i mean he is dorky at times but he's definitely not like that bubbly like get along with everybody type and i can see that he's kind of like a not a loner but he's kind of like more self-aware and more self-dependent mm-hmm. versus yeah. like you know when you're dealing with like four really young hyperactive girls mm-hmm. like you she, he's kind of like uh i don't know what to say yeah you know and then the four girls too i mean they also had really uh naza guli naza do you know who she is mm-hmm. isn't she dating um zhang han uh, yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> But yes, um, she had a bad reputation for some reason. I think people thought that maybe she was like cold or like that high or mm. like not, um, you know, because she's really pretty. Like she's really pretty, which everybody knows. Mm-hmm. I feel like her reputation was not as good because people thought maybe she was fake or a little bit, you know, that high, mm-hmm. something like that. And then she went on all these shows like um, Ocean Lila and then mm-hmm. this. And then it kind of like, change people's perspective like oh she can be that dorky person that fun like easygoing girl even though she's like super pretty and the ongoing joke in the show was that she was super pretty and all the mm-hmm. girls were like am i prettier than her am i prettier than they do like these different things and like we will be not on me we're supposed to be not on me like they would all say all these and then um, it was like an ongoing joke and then jiang sui i've never heard of her before so you probably haven't either. No. But she's also an actress. I think she's probably, like, maybe a little lesser-known actress. She's probably gotten, like, more second roles, secondary roles. Mm-hmm. But um, she's really nice. She's very, like, motherly. And, like, she... The joke about her is that she's the... Like, what is the... Called the person that takes care of money? The tr- uh, treasurer. treasurer. <laughs> but a better... I don't know. The treasurer, but she sucks at counting. Uh (laughs) So, like, every other day, she'd count, like, every other minute, she'd count money, but she'd always get different numbers, or she'd always get it wrong, or she'd always be confused. Like, I think we're, I don't think we have money for this. And then at the end of the trip, she's like, we have so much money left over. I don't understand. (laughs) Like, it's, yeah. Wait, Um, so why is she in charge of the money if she can't count? Because I guess she's the eldest, and they just assumed. Oh, my God. They're just like, they're like, oh, okay, you're the big sister of the group. Here's the money. And then, like, the whole time, she's just like, wait, one, two, three, 20,000? No, 200,000. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I think then, after the first time that happened, maybe somebody should have said, oh, do you want us to take care of that? But the thing is, the other three are probably just the same <laughs> or worse. Why? Because then you have the last two. Okay, so. Song Zuer and Lai Yumao. They're like, they're super young. They're like Jolin Ho. One's 18 and one's like 21 or something. So they're like the two young sisters of the group. Like everybody just kind of takes care of them. And, they're, and then, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Chinese thing, but like they're just super, just an ai mai mong and do a lot of cute things and like be like little children basically. Like, I want to eat this. I want ice cream. Mm-hmm. Ah, nah. Like, that's kind of, like, their character. And then you have all these people who are in their late 20s and 30s trying to take care of them. But it's still really cute. But, like, why wouldn't they give the money to, like, one of the guys, for example? 
Because someone who can just count money correctly. See, I can see where me watching this show, I just get really irritated because I am all about efficiency. <laughs> oh my god! It w- okay, but I I don't know. I just felt like the idea of watching the show is that you kind of you know insert yourself in it, like oh, which one would I be? Or this would be fun if we were not a group with people like this. You know, it'd be cool to have four big brothers like this. It kind of also is just like a show that showed a lot of their true personalities, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Which you don't see a lot in Chinese shows these days. Or oh, now you're seeing more of it. But before, like you know how the I feel like a main reason that K-pop K-pop got so big was that a lot of the idols were able to show their true personalities on TV shows and on reality shows and on like all of these shows that they were able to play games and do these things that kind of show their dorky, funny, true side. Versus in China, you rarely had this. It was a lot of talk shows and like interviews, but not like game shows and reality shows where people acted like themselves. I don't know, because arguably the person that you are on, like, and I'm saying this as a general thing, even about K-pop, but like the mm-hmm. person that you are on television and in public doesn't necessarily have to line up with who you necessarily ha- like, you know, quote unquote, really are right because mm-hmm. you're still a stage persona, right? To yeah. a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would agree that I think that a, a big key to the success of K-pop is just the amount of exposure that they get mm-hmm. on different um, outlets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I can see where it would be uh, an interesting watch, but yeah, I'm just not. I don't feel compelled to watch it. <laughs> Fine. Fine. But yeah. That that's that was my finale rant. Mm, well, I'm sorry that you didn't get to get a good cry over the ending. That's usually one of my favorite parts of watching like the last episode of a show is getting super emotional and just crying everywhere. <laughs> really? I don't cry. Usually I get teary eyed, like you know how when you get your throat kinda clenches and you yeah. get tear ducts in your eyes, but I don't cry cry. I usually get teary, but if you if like some if you're good if you get me really good then I'll start crying crying. Wow, we should yeah. see it. We just see something together, at least super sad. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be super sad. It's mostly the like super sentimental that gets me. Aww. I actually can't even remember. I might have cried at the end of Fang Kai Wo Baby the first season. Hmm. When Ma Tian Yu had to say bye to Jackson, I might have cried. <laughs> I might have. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, Anyways, I want to talk about Superboy again. <laughs> okay. I'm never gonna. I'm still watching it, and like, to, uh, there's a like part of me is like, why am I still watching this? Especially after I started watching Zhongguo Yoshiha as well, because I was like, well, I mean, there's a lot more talented people on Zhongguo Yoshiha. <laughs> yes. But, you know, I'm in it to win it, and so I'm still watching Superboy. And so, I had a few thoughts that I wanted to share with you, since you maybe stopped watching it. Okay, yes. Recap me. So first, um, that guy who they say is super Yangchi or whatever, who, like, studied in New York for a while, and, like, you know, or Mm -hmm. Boston or whatever, he's still on the show, and, like, last... In this most recent episode, he sang Poker Face by Lady Gaga, along mm-hmm. with, you know, Guitar Guy. Mm-hmm. And I just wish they would stop having him sing songs in English and stop. And he sh- needs to stop trying to be so dramatic because 
First, his pronunciation is not that good. Second, it just looks over dramatic, and I'm just like, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> so uh-huh. there's those two, and then um, that one guy whose name I don't remember, who has like the weird looking face. He looks like you know one of those people who'd be Wang Hong like for being like interesting looking, like not necessarily handsome, but kind of alien looking. Uh, like plastic surgery looking. I guess, yeah, yeah. That like that kid. He's saying um, that song by Hua Chengyu that you sent me last week. That you were like, "This is my favorite really? song that he ever did." Oh, he probably said it because for the judge. What judge? No, 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 not that song. A different oh. song. The oh. um, the song about Sun Wukong. Oh yeah, okay, okay. I yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But then it was exactly like Hua Chengyu's performance. You probably like just he, took it. No, like, everyone was saying, like, even his mannerisms were the same. Um, and so it was... But he actually won his round, but I don't know. Uh-huh. And then, um, Wei Xun. <laughs> now I have to Wei Xun is the one who was on, on this, like, other singing competition in 2014. And he, uh-huh. like, I think he won. And then afterwards, he, like, descended into obscurity. And then he was, like... He's 29 now, so I think he's actually the oldest one in the competition. And he was mm-hmm. like, I still want to pursue my dream. And mm-hmm. he is one of the ones, he's one of the ones, one of the only ones with actual, like, potential. Like, he has, he's a pretty good singer. Mm-hmm. And so, but the thing is, though, like, he's kind of forgettable. Like, I keep forgetting to mention him, even though I've written his name down in my notebook. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, like, he has talent, and so I actually, like, I'm kind of pulling for him to win, because I feel like he's the only one who could really, like, make anything out of that. Mm-hmm. But he is, it's interesting, because he is a lot older than everyone else on the competition, and, yeah. And then Yang Ji, this week, he sang a song without the help of his keyboard. Uh-huh. And, and he, oh, so he won his round, but I still was underwhelmed by him. What did he sing? He sang this song called Yo Mayo. By who? I don't know who. I don't know. Okay. But like, you know that thing? You know Yang Kun? Yang Kun? Yeah. You know how he sings like he's constipated? Yes. That's kind of how Yang Ji sings. <laughs> but mean, not like, in a good way. To a lesser extent. Mm-hmm. But like, the parts where he's like emoting. The ends Emoting? of his words sound like he's like trying to like push out a poop. <laughs> like, I, like I always say that Yang Quan, like he sounds like, oh, no way. oh damn, nice, nice, good you impression. Know, like, like I gotta poop. I'm trying to push out this poop. You know, like that's what it sounds like. And so like when Yang Ji like is getting to like the emotional parts, it sounds like. Uh. <laughs> Oh my god, I have to watch this. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's not Uh, awful, mm. but it's just also not good. And so, like, I I continue to feel like he's just really overhyped because he's just not that... He's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then there's um, the guy with, like, the really, like, the least handsome guy in the competition. And I'm really, like, I really like him just because I feel like he's an underdog. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's like he's a really good leader, and he's actually really good friends with Yang Ji apparently. But 
Yeah, I think he's not doing so well because he's like an okay singer, but he's not the best singer. But he's also just not super good looking. I I call him international model guy because he said, like his face, he has like really intense cheekbones, and so he was like, yeah, I might be ugly here, but I am international model standards. And I was like, that's so true because, like, if you think about like Zhang Liang, for example. Oh my god! Right, and so I call him international model guy. Anyways. Um, so that's my update on Superboy. I continue to be underwhelmed by Yang Ji, and I want Wei Xun to win. Cool. Keep us updated. See how they go. See how far they go. See how far Yang Ji goes. I think he. If he wins, I feel like you're gonna throw a fit. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw a fit. I don't know that I care enough to throw a fit. <laughs> but that's the sad part. The, yeah, and like, but there's like even ever since like the first episode, there. There have been rumors that he's being set up to win. It's like Hey Mu or whatever. Probably isn't he also from some other competition too? Like isn't he semi-famous too? Um. So I googled him or I mm-hmm. Baidu'd him because I mm-hmm. wanted to know more about him. And he like won some competition, um, when he was I want to say like fifteen, sixteen, and then he went to Korea to train under YG. And then I don't know what happened there. Actually, I'm really interested to know what happened in between. Mm-hmm. But he uh, went back to China, and then he was on um, that Heroes of Remix show with Wang Lihong. I think he was one of the DJs or something. <gasps> oh, yeah. And then he was also on. Who did he sing with? I don't know. <laughs> I just okay. read his like you know Baidu article. General Baidu, yeah. <laughs> Wow, he trained under YG. That makes me so disappointed. <laughs> I just wonder, like, because it's like he trained under YG, so you would assume that he would have the skills. Well, no, and... not necessarily. I mean, the reason he's not at YG anymore, and there's a reason. I don't know, because I would YG think that they would producing just... bad stuff. They they good. I stand by them <laughs> and all their products. <laughs> I mean, I feel like. But the thing is, though, he had to have won that competition to get scouted in. Yeah, I mean, but like one competition out of the whole world, a lot of people win a lot of competitions. That's true, but he won like the entire Chinese competition or whatever. Which, like, okay, that's but just so did Jim Boran, and he. I don't think he's the best singer in the world. Jim Boran. He won a it's competition. True. It's true, but I mean, <laughs> arguably, the other people in that competition weren't great singers either. I'm thinking about Li Feng. <laughs> Wait, he was on that show with him? Yeah, it was like him, uh, Fu Xinbo, um, Oh my god! Chao Ren Yang, may he rest Oh my in god, who is Chao Ren Yang? Wait, oh, I know. Oh my god. Li Feng and Jin Boran are the same age? I don't know if they're the same age, but they came out of the same competition. That's they're probably, I, I, they're friends. Like, I, mm, they're friends. That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, cool. Keep us posted on Superboy then, I guess, yeah? I will, because there's no other person who will listen to me talk about Superboy. Oh, oh. All right, what is your Rex and Rex for today? Um, so my, I don't think I have a, like, train wreck this week. Maybe I will if I watch more of China's Got Hip Hop. I mean, <laughs> there were some pretty good wrecks, like, train wrecks in that, but 
Yeah. So I'm going to recommend, first, I'm going to re-recommend that you listen to those two songs of MC Jin, which I will post on our Tumblr page because they're important to me and I want to share them with you. But I'm also going to recommend, one song is called Yi Jiu, and it's by um, Chen Yuebing, and he was on Superboy, but he got eliminated. He was one of the Qinghai um, six. He was the singer-songwriter, um, and I thought that he was really good, and I actually didn't realize that he hadn't made it into the top 15. But that song is really good, and I'm also going to recommend a song by Jay Sean called You'll Never Know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Sean, I listened to on the featuring on his rap track, this Taiwanese rap track a while ago, which the rap was pretty terrible, and I really only listened to that song because of his chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the some of the best parts of that song if you want to listen to it are the fact that there's this guy who just like growls the whole time like mm-hmm. i don't know if he's trying to like sound like top or if he's trying to sound hard or whatever but he sounds like this and he's just like, oh <laughs> and then one of the lines my favorite line is oh my jesus and it's like said totally unironically like no 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 no, no. oh my jesus and i was like are you, are you serious is this really the line but yes so i'm gonna recommend that song by jay sean because jay sean has a really smooth voice and I like R&B music. And okay. so, yeah. Cool. We'll also post that to our Tumblr. Yes, please. Okay, so my recommendation of the week is, I mean, it's already out, and you probably already know it. It's Midnight Diner. So there's a Japanese version of it. I also just found out there's a Korean version of it. Um, and they all kind of just seem similar. It's like the same setting, really. Like, you have um, the one guy who's, like, the owner of the diner, and he has the same scar. Every version has this old guy with the same scar on his oh right God. eye. Which is really weird. Like, I didn't know you wanted to copy to the same place, the same scarring, the same lineage. I don't know, whatever. Wow. But it's the same concepts. And, but I think maybe the stories are different and the food is different. Like, they cook different food. Mm-hmm. And then at, every, at the end of each episode, like, they teach you how to make the food, which is really cool. I like to cook. Oh. Um, yeah. But I, um, I think what's good... Good? What's good? <laughs> What's good about um, the Chinese version is that they have a lot of star guestings, like a lot of big name celebrities going into this and then making these little shorts. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I think one of two, one of my favorites, two of my favorites are the one that you showed me is Mark, Mark's daughter, which mm-hmm. is actually by Mark Zhao Yuting, mm-hmm. um, and he does a pretty good job in it because he, he acts as a uh, deaf person, mm-hmm. which I mean he did a pretty good job. And the story was really heartfelt like all these little mini stories are pretty heartfelt and like really good i think um haven't had one that like really disappointed me but there were a couple that kind of just disinterested me which mm-hmm. is good about the show is that it there are literally little segments and little stories that you can kind of mm-hmm. just pick and choose from like you don't really have to watch it from a to b like one to however many episodes you can just kind of pick in the middle mm-hmm. um and then there's one with xiao jingtan i was surprised because i didn't know he was acting because i haven't yeah, maybe I'm just not following before. him enough, huh? I've never seen him act before. Yeah, so I don't know if it's I'm not following him enough or he's just this is his first thing. But he did really good. He acted as a um, I don't know what, but some kind of cancer patient, like like mm-hmm. a cancer patient. So he and then he falls in love with this other cancer patient. I don't know if it's cancer. It's some kind of sickness. I'm just making this <laughs> up. It's yeah. a sickness that kills you basically. So they're yeah. both ill. And they fall in love, and they do kind of like this bucket list thing, and they oh, die at the very end. Yeah, that so sounds it's, like it's, it's gonna very, make me cry. Yeah, I think that'll maybe that'll make you cry. I don't know, but those are kind of my top ones so far, and I'm really excited because there's a lot of um, actors that I really like are going in there, like Chen Yihan, 
and Zhang Junming. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, re- I recommend that. And I don't think I have a train wreck for this week either. Maybe I just haven't dug hard, dug hard enough. I should just <laughs> dig more. There's bound to be something I'm gonna hate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, uh, I feel encouraged by your recommendation because I actually have really wanted to watch Mark's Daughter, but I've never felt like I'm in the right mood for it because I always have to feel in the right mood to watch like more serious things or sadder things. So <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll have to sure, check it out. Sure. Okay. Um, what did you want to learn today? So today I okay, this is something that I have been seeing all over the internets and like the YouTube comments and stuff. It's when people put like the number six. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what that means. Okay. So this is honestly this is, this is kind of old. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dated. Like, I'm I don't even think it's an to... internet slang, it's just like a general slang. It means like um like good, like really, really, really good. Because Why? Because it's like just like like smooth like kind of type of thing so it's like it's yeah it's just like really good like you it's very it's going smooth it's you know it's i guess um speaking of which though because like chinese people like to like as far as online language and everything it's a lot to do with kind of uh right like you know like words that sound like something but don't so they use it and then makes it slang mm-hmm. so as far as numbers there's also eight right ba. Mm-hmm. you know that you know that one is, right ba. goodbye no or yeah maybe i think at one point it could have been but now it means like fa like fa tai. oh yeah well yeah. i mean that's like the traditional meaning right anyways like that's why people always want license plates with like all the eights on it oh, okay so you know that one <laughs> Well, that's a Cantonese thing, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, in um, terms of, like, the internet slang, I, I, I know that, like, if you put, like, eights, it's, like, because, okay, my aunt once sent me on WeChat this symbol, oh. like, where it's, like, two eights and a happy face going, like, waving at me, and I, I just assumed it means bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think that, yeah, that too. that too. But it would make sense if it was dated, because it's, you know, my aunt, who's a middle-aged woman, sending me a sticker on WeChat. <laughs> yeah. And then what else? Four, obviously, death, whatever. Yeah. And then five, do you know five? Ooh. Crying? Yes. I guessed. <laughs> you guessed? Oh, wow. Nice guess. But I think this is also kind of dated. Like, I don't know how dated, but it, I don't think people use it too often anymore. It's just when you're typing, it's like, ooh, you're like, ooh, crying. You know what's interesting about that? Thai people type that as ha 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 ha. Because the number so five they're, in Thai they're... is ha. They're happy as ooh. No, no, no. Because in Thai, um, five is ha. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So then it's oh. ha, 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 ha. See, this is cultural. So much Educational. <laughs> Every single podcast we do is educational. Yes. And then <laughs> our, our um, what is that called? Okay, right now we're being very er. Oh, I know what that means. Yeah. It means silly. Dorky. Very lame. Very. I always thought it meant like silly, but also kind of stupid. Kind of stupid. Like stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard someone enunciate stupid like that in so many years. That's dating. I do it at work all the time. It's really funny, actually. (laughs) You stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that's it for this episode. Yeah. 
thanks for listening again this week. Please tune in next week for another new, exciting, and educational episode of The Lala Show. <laughs>